everyone, Michelle here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It means so much. On today's episode, we're going to dive back into part three of our girls' trip to Disney World. And if you can, please subscribe, share, and rate our episodes to let us know what you'd like to hear. Again, thank you so much. Enjoy! So we had to get back to parking, and plus we had to get back to the hotel to do um, get ready for the Edison that we were doing that night. So this was all Saturday day, and then Saturday night we were going to the Edison in Disney Springs to eat dinner, yes. which I had never been to. I was very excited about it. Jessica was telling me about it. Um, it's basically like a 1920s theme. Yeah, it's um, like a prohibition kind of speakeasy mm-hmm. feel. It was really cool. Um, so... Um, we got there probably around like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Our um, reservation was for 8. and You know, we got there at 8.02 because <laughs> that's who we are as people. <laughs> I never try to be anything else other than what I tell you. So. so we got there and it had started to rain. And of course, Memorial Day weekend, it's completely packed and parking. Drove into the parking lot. Thought we were going to park, ended up back on the street. The guy directed us in and then mm-hmm. out. Right back out. We were very confused by that. Anyway, we finally got to park, and it's a quick walk from the Lime parking garage, which is where I always park because it's straight to the restaurants. Um, the old Pleasure Island, basically, is where this parking garage is. So you walk straight into where it used to be Mannequin's Dance Palace. Mm-hmm. Now everything has been it transformed. <laughs> now it's Morimoto Asia, which has great food, but it is no Mannequin's Dance Palace. Um, they have the new wine market there on the right. Mm-hmm. It's right next to the hangar bar, kind of. Yeah. It's where uh, the what is it, B, Club B-E-T mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. That's the same building. That it's in. So it's really cool. You walk in and what it looks like a big clock, like yeah. an old school, like the kind clock, of steam the working of the clock. Like Cogworth, like it looked yeah. really cool. It was nice. Yeah. It was it was really steam engines everywhere. Yeah. It was really I really liked the atmosphere a lot. It was um really well done. I think Yeah, I like, thought so. Very classic. We ended up sitting we had requested a table by the band, but we didn't get that. Um, Still confused about that. But anyway, so we ended up sitting at, they have little two-top tables that you can sit around the glass at top, and you're looking directly down on the dance floor and the band. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a great bird's-eye view of the shows and everything. We were able yeah. to see everything. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I had been there before, so I knew what to expect food-wise, but what did you think about your food? I really enjoyed my food. I um, got a steak. I got a New York strip, which mm-hmm. normally I don't really eat steak that often, but... I was like, you know what? It's at, vacation. Well, at first, I was going to get the prime, or no, not the prime rib. I was going to get the meatloaf. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to get. Because I kept seeing it. Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw it, you know, being delivered to other tables. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And it looked really good. And it said that it came with um, mashed like, potatoes and like a mushroom gravy. And right. It looked really good. Um, it looked like a really nice size portion, too. So I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect. But of course, they were out of the meatloaf by the time I wanted to order it. Um, so I was between that and the steak, um, and they were also out of the prime rib, so I ended up getting New York strip. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a big Yeah, steak. it was huge. Like, I was not expecting that size of a steak. Um, it, it was very good. I got it medium rare. It was perfectly cooked. Um, and I got the mushrooms to go with it. It was, it was very good. I was very impressed with the food. 
we had, we started out with, I had had before, the, it's called clothesline bacon. It's like oh, a candied yeah. bacon with an apricot jelly mm-hmm. and then, I forget what they call the pickles. They're like spicy slices of pickles, basically. Yeah. And I don't even like pickles, and I like these pickles. It was kind of like a bread and butter pickle. But, but spicy. Not as, but not as sweet. It was right. more spicy than sweet. So I enjoyed that. Michelle got the ahi poke, poke, yes. pot. I don't know. I don't eat raw fish. It, so. was, it was very good. And it came with fried wontons. <laughs> those were good. I had yeah, some of those. Those were very good. It was, and the tuna was really good. And it came with um, sashimi, sashimi pieces of tuna, um, slices of pineapple, um, some pickled cabbage. It was, it was very good. It was a good portion too, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. The bacon was really good. Like, I like bacon. Mm-hmm. It's not usually my first choice of things. Um, but this was really, it was like thick cut bacon. Right. It was, it was really good. Like, it was like really smoky and the syrup and everything on top. Mm-hmm. It was. It Definitely was try the bacon. Yes. And, and it's an awesome presentation. Yeah, it's so. a clothesline. Like, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like, and then I had the, they were advertising the Diablo burger. I was going to try the Impossible burger, which is something, it's like a vegan burger, but they only, it's after 1030 mm-hmm. is when they offer that burger. And it was like 930 by the time we ended up yeah. ordering, so they didn't have it yet. So I got the Diablo burger. I had had their Edison burger before, which I really enjoyed. I think the Diablo, I wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't. It seemed like a lot. It was a, there was a lot going on. There was salsa and egg, the cojita cheese. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's cojita. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not sure. Um, and then they say, this is all they say, there is a fried pepper on the burger. It's going to have a little heat. Um, what they don't tell you is that it is a deep fried Fresno pepper, which if you Google Fresno pepper is one of the hottest peppers in the world. And it's not deceited. Like it's this full like right. pepper. So I was like, Ooh, something's deep fried. Let me take a bite of this. It was touch and go. I barely made it through. Oh, I, I, didn't, even see, I didn't even see just like take a bite of the pepper. Like I was like looking down at the, like the floor where the band was, the band like was starting to set up and everything. And I look over, and Jessica's eyes are so wide. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? What is going on? And then she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And then I looked down, and I saw that she took a bite of the pepper. And I'm like, are you going to make it? What's going on? She's like, I don't there know. There was not enough water. I, like, filled my mouth with water and were just was just holding the water in my mouth. I tried to eat a wonton to soak she up. She was trying to eat wontons, fries, anything that she could eat to, <laughs> to soak it up. <laughs> Oh, it was very hot. So I think maybe after that, everything was downhill. <laughs> so I just stuck to my drinks. I ate the fries, and then we had some awesome of their uh, signature oh, cocktails. I, really I had the, drink. oh, what was it called? Cucumber. It was like the... Uh, I don't drink brown liquor, and they're very big with their bourbon, their rye whiskeys. You know, that's the thing of that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had one that was tequila. And that's the one I had. Cucumber Q. Electric or... Electric cucumber. Something like that, yeah. Something with tequila. It was delicious. It was far too smooth. <laughs> and Michelle had a... What did you have? I had the peach tree downs. Yeah. Which was, was a whiskey good. drink. And, oh man, that was some smooth whiskey. And it had like um, a peach, like a peachy flavor to it towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of like when I drink, you know, whiskey, honey, honey whiskey. So it was very good. It was very smooth. I had two of those. It was, it was very good. Right. Um, so if you like whiskey, like definitely I mean, check definitely out the Edison. After 10 o'clock, you don't have to have a reservation. It's all nope. first come, first serve. So if you want to go, um, 
I didn't know the exact time. So at 9.30, the live band comes on. Mm -hmm. At 10 o'clock is when the burlesque dancers... Yes, that's right. Burlesque mm -hmm. dancers at Disney. And the they have a show. And I'm not sure if it's the same show every, every night. I, but the show starts after 10. So it becomes 21 and up. And I don't... Yeah, 21 and up. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any kids after that. And so yeah, after 10 o'clock. security guards were then right, at the door. The door becomes almost like a club. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be carted to get in. But they have like a bar downstairs. And they have a couple tables that are first come, first serve. But nobody gets up. Once the band mm -hmm. comes on, nobody gets up. The band was nice amazing. They clear out a nice section for dance floor. Right. Um, yes, they do. For, especially for the burlesque dancers and the um, aerial. Right, uh, performer. Performer ballerina. So that was really cool. The band was amazing. The singer was phenomenal. Right. She, she belted some stuff. She was good. Um, the burlesque dancers, I thought, were really good. Yeah. Like, they were very tasteful. I was surprised by that. I had I had been, but they weren't there the night that mm -hmm. I went. Or I didn't see them. Maybe I didn't stay late right. enough. I'm not sure. It was just the band. Mm -hmm. But it was, they were cool. They came out and did a couple different costume like little numbers. dances. Yeah. And then... Um, and the ballerina did two, two or three. Yeah, two or three. Three. Three, yeah. Yeah, she came out and she does some aerial ballet. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. And then in between sets, um, when the band goes to the back, they have a DJ mm -hmm. who does different mixes of songs. And it's like, you know, like a club, basically. Yeah, so you can still dancing. eat, but everybody gets up. Everybody's having a great time. And they had those, I guess a swing dance club comes there all the time. Apparently, yeah. And, they, and there were these two people who at first we thought were just a couple on vacation. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, look at them. Like, they are really... They were doing, like, some ballroom moves. dancing. <laughs> they had, like, acts number one, two, three, yep. four, five. All their different um, combos there. And then we found out that she's part of the dance group. <laughs> yep. It was her day off, and they were there dancing. So then I didn't feel so bad about my own skills. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. We had yeah, a great time. it was a really good time. Um, yeah, and that's the first we time. We didn't leave until midnight. Yeah, we stayed. We, we stayed from a while. eight until midnight. That was a four-hour dinner for us. Yep. it was dinner and a show, and it's great. Yeah. I would recommend it for sure. Oh, and apparently too, um, there is a fairy that walks oh, around. The green fairy. The green fairy that will walk around with um, shots of absinthe. Yep, and she had different flavors. Mm -hmm. and things. We yeah. had absinthe, honey, and mm -hmm. lemon. lemon. Yeah, um, and then these tiny little bottles that kind of look like um, like old school. Like little messenger bottles, but they're like really yeah, with the stopper in them, with a little cork stopper. Yeah, so that was that was cool. So why we needed to do that on our way out, I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. Why not vacation? Gotta have it. <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> so that ended that night. We headed back to the hotel. Yeah. With did not go to McDonald's. Thought we did not. We nope. Nope. Not, not again. <laughs> we did not have the time for McDonald's. Um, then you just went back to the hotel, decompressed, went to sleep. Because the next day we were allowed to sleep in a little bit. Yes. Because so we were going Sunday, to our brunch. Right. On Sunday, our um, brunch was in, until 11.40. Right. So we had plenty of time. And plus we had to check out and get mm -hmm. ready and stuff. So we had plenty of time to sleep in a little bit, get up, get ready, pack our stuff, and then check out. But we had a character breakfast that was set up at the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, it's one of those things that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Surprise! But I was very excited about it when I found out on... I saw somebody... It was, like, random, too, how I found out about it. Mm -hmm. Like, someone... It was something I had seen that somebody had commented on some type of post of something that happened at Disney World. Um, 
And then I just happened to see that this lady posted something about, oh, well, we were waiting outside for our character breakfast at the name of the restaurant. Trattoria Al Forno. Yes. It's an Italian restaurant that's at the boardwalk. Um, right next to Flying Fish. Yes. And I just happened to see that she was talking about this character breakfast, and I saw the name of it, and so I just Googled it, and when I looked it up, it said, character breakfast with Ariel, Eric, Rapunzel, and Flynn. Michelle hit the ground. <laughs> that was the end. We had to eat there if we did nothing else the whole weekend. <laughs> so if anyone knows me, um, those are like my four top <laughs> Disney characters. So when I found this out, I was like, say what? I was like, what? what is this? I didn't know this was a thing. So apparently this had been going on for like two years maybe? Like two or three years I've had this um, breakfast now? They have been hiding it from us. Right, but it's called the Bon Voyage Breakfast um, uh, that they do at the boardwalk. And, you know, a lot of times people that are their last day at Disney, they're doing this or they're... Um, uh, before they head out to the park. Before they head out to the park. On their adventure. Their adventure. So, yeah. It's really, and it's really pretty in there. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure the character stuff is only for breakfast. Like, they don't do Right, it here. ends at lunch. Yes. The last reservation for breakfast is, like, the brunch is at noon. Uh-huh. And so after that, it's done. So right. we just made it. Yep. Um, so then the rest of the, the day, it's the Italian restaurant. Um, so uh, we got there... Like eleven ten. Yeah. It was raining, so we wanted to give ourselves plenty of time. We were early. I want to put that out there for we, us. We were early. we were early. We got in. They were like, "Oh, you're way too early," and so we had time to sit and mm-hmm. wait, which is not like us. Right. But we had to dry off because tropical storm Alberto made his arrival. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it was raining. It was kind of gross out. Um, but yeah, we made it on time. Got in there. It's, I mean, it's very pretty in there. It's a very nice restaurant and then it right next to it is the flying fish the magician thing what was that the flying fish it's a restaurant they have everywhere it's like a, a i don't want to say a chain because it's one of those famous chef people well, that the, i don't know but where is the place that we waited at that had all the magic stuff everywhere well that's in the middle of the two so a lot of disney restaurants will share like bathrooms mm-hmm. or stuff so in the middle there's that bar area say, it like but it's, it's just the bar, bar for both oh okay that was kind of cool, too. It was, like, themed out, like, old-school magicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the bar, and they had, like, little small tabletops that right. you could sit at and everything. So we waited in there since the lobby of the restaurant was pretty crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't wait too long. Like, they, I think they seated us maybe a little early. Or like, yeah, was it was there, a little like, bit a little early. early or, like, right on time. Um, so we got in there. Um, had a nice little seat and a little two-top. Um, looking at the, the menu, is pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. nice size menu. Um... The only thing I was a little disappointed in is I really wanted um, a latte because I saw on Instagram and different pictures that they had the lattes that you could get with the um, Cat Cora. Sorry to interrupt you. Cat Cora is the chef person. If you know chefs, she's pretty famous. That's the flying fish person. Oh, and it's oh. saying she does the bar. Gotcha. And it's Greek food apparently in the magician area, but it's gotcha. Italian food in the restaurant. Oh. Thanks, okay. Google. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so we sat down, we looked at the menu, and I really wanted a latte, because I had seen online that they would do a latte, and in the latte art, it would be the son of Corona, like the Corona crust. Um, and so when I asked about that, unfortunately, apparently they don't do that anymore. So if you go there expecting that, you're going to be a little disappointed. Right. Because <laughs> apparently they do No not, longer exist. No longer do that. Um, 
So I was like, okay, that's fine. So I just got a regular coffee, um, and I got a Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary was really mm-hmm. good. Um, and then you got the peach bellini. Well, you and a mimosa. I about to say, you originally ordered the peach bellini, but then they accidentally brought you a mimosa as well. So Jessica was double fisting during breakfast. You gotta get through. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but they had, um, they also brought out a little, um, <laughs> I like a little frying pan filled with different um, baked goods mm-hmm. to start you off with. And they had a puff pastry that was in the shape of the son of Corona. Um, they also had like a little mermaid purse with some pearls on it, um, like a chocolate croissant, all these different little, like a funfetti right. muffin. The chocolate croissant was like a braid for like Rapunzel's yeah, braid, yeah. and they had the son of Corona. Mm-hmm. The puff pastry. Um, and then they had, um, different little muffins and stuff. They were really good. Um, and then they also bring you like little fruit cups mm-hmm. and stuff. And then your main course, uh, course is whatever you order. Um, I got the tangled eggs. Mm-hmm. Which was like a tomato basil, almost like a caprice thing of scrambled eggs, like a giant. It's huge. It was a lot of food. That's like the theme of our food. This oh my week. gosh! So <laughs> expect a lot of food. Um, I ate all of my food. I was starving. Michelle I... didn't let me eat prior <laughs> to this. Um, I couldn't finish all of the eggs. I only ate like half of the eggs. Right. And it came with a whole bunch of like rustic potatoes and. Those potatoes were good. Yeah, they were really good. I got so, the royal breakfast, mm-hmm. which was basically like steak and eggs, mm-hmm. but it was the steak and prepared however you want it. It reminded me, I was telling Michelle, because it's Italian, kind of like of a steak at Carabas, the yeah. Italian restaurant. And then you got a cheesy egg tort covered with fondue de cheese and some asparagus and then some fried onion strings mm-hmm. and the breakfast potatoes. It was really good. Yeah, the food was excellent. I just, I physically could not eat it all. Um, I, I was between the tangled eggs and then I almost got the tower of pancakes, mm-hmm. um, which is pancakes. She just wanted the powdered sugar sun on top. Sun. <laughs> um, but they, they also, apparently another thing that's really popular is the King Triton's, um, what was the name of it? The Stromboli. Uh, it, it's a giant calzone. Calzone. That's what I'm made. thinking of. Um, King Triton shipwreck eggs. Yes. Or <laughs> King Triton's shipwreck or something. Um, I saw that go by, and I mean, that thing was gigantic as yeah, well, so... but they cook it in their open fire mm-hmm. oven, made fresh. So the food looks good. You get a good amount of food. And um, it's, uh, we did we thought it was, like, a la carte breakfast yeah, we thought it was from what like we read, but buffet. when we got in there, it was $36. It's the adult breakfast, mm-hmm. and you kind of, you get the pastries, you get the fruit, you pick one entree... You get your coffee, your juice, your water, all that's included. The only thing you would pay extra for drink-wise are, like, the fancy cappuccinos, lattes, and then, mm-hmm. of course, your alcohol. Right. So it was actually for $36. Yes, it's Disney. It's pricey. But I, th- I we bad. got a lot of food. Yeah, I would say you definitely don't leave thinking that you didn't get your money's worth. Right. Um, so when we sat down, you know, got our, all of our stuff ordered and everything. Um, and then, of course, being a character breakfast, um, they start announcing... You know, the different characters come out. They kind of trickle them in, and mm-hmm. we didn't know, like, exactly where they were going to start, like, going from table to table type thing. Also, this place does not have a photo pass. Nope. Um, Bring your own I'm, camera. Let's say, I know other character breakfast places will have, like, a photo pass at the beginning when you first walk in or something. This is completely on your own, taking photos on your phone or your camera or whatever. Um, they do not offer photo pass there. Um, so, they... Um, have, like, different themed music playing throughout, mm-hmm. like, from, you know, being that it's all themed for Tangled and Little Mermaid, it's the soundtracks of that playing in the background, um, 
And then when they go to announce a character coming out, they'll have, like, a narrator come over the intercom, mm-hmm. kind of describe the character, and then they'll come out. So they kind of trickle them out. You have Flynn come out, Rapunzel, and then Eric and Ariel. Mm-hmm. And then they walk through. They kind of do their little pit stop at each table. They'll do, like, a little parade number with the kids and have them walk around the restaurant, do, like, a little clapping, singing, dance type of thing. And they come and, you know, talk to you for a little bit, pose for pictures and everything. I was really excited about Punzel. She was. There was a little girl next to us. She was the cutest little thing. When Flynn came over to the table, she was, like, so red. (laughs) She was so excited. She was was just staring at him. She was in her little Rapunzel dress. She was all dressed up. She was so cute. And then I said, oh, look how the little girl's reacting. And then Flynn came to our table, and Michelle had the exact same reaction. Oh, my God. So... I was like the photographer. They kept asking me, would you like to take a portrait? I'm like, no, I'm just here to shoot her. You know, not shoot, but take photos of her with all of the characters. Um, Did some ear swaps. I did. I interchanged my ears depending on the character I took a photo with. We were into this breakfast. I was. Um, I was a little little, um, disappointed when Flynn walked up and I called him Eugene. He goes, well, I'll go by Flynn. And I was like, hmm, do you though? (laughs) Um... But I guess for the kids, you have to be like, no, I'm Flynn. Yeah. Um, so what if they don't know? Yeah. Um, and it's really cool, though, too, because in Flynn's satchel, he mm-hmm. actually has Rapunzel's tiara right. in there, and he was showing it off to the kids, which was kind of cool. They interacted very well, those they two did. characters. They did. Oh, Rapunzel, he, yeah. Rapunzel and Flynn were, like, in, like, they stepped with their story. They were very, and they, they played off of each other very well. They knew what the other one, you know, mm-hmm. was saying. He told us that she had woke him up so early to clean the house and to make candles and is that what we did? And then she came over and said, oh, I've been up so early doing all my chores. And Flynn slept in. And we were like, oh, did he? And he was at the table right <laughs> next, next to us. And they started bantering a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I thought they did yeah. a great job. He was trying to say how he helped with the chores. Emotional, but it was like emotional support. support. And I was like, oh, really? Um, so, yeah, that was that was really cool. And they looked really good. Like, the Rapunzel, the girl that played Rapunzel was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought. She looked really good. Um, and then that's the first time I've ever met Eric. Mm-hmm. I've never got to... Well, wait, no. I think I may have met Eric one other time. I but this was, But this was, like, years ago when they were doing, like, a random photo op in, like, Adventureland. So this is before they even had the Little Mermaid ride. Oh! You know what I'm talking right, about? Yeah. But right, I thought that was just Ariel. Was, was it Eric? I'd have to look back at my I'd photos. I'd have to look back at those photos. That was, that was a long time ago. That's the only thing I could think of that maybe he was out there. Because that's closed off now. They're yes. doing a refurb. Um... So that might have, it might have been just Ariel. I don't know. For what I can remember, this is the only time I've ever met Eric. Right. Um, so he was, he looked good. He looked like a yeah, nice Eric. He, he was also, I loved how he played the part of like, gentleman. Because mm-hmm. like when I stood up to take a photo with him, he pulled my chair out. And right. then when I went to sit down, he put the chair back in for me. Um, so he was, he was very good. He was very nice. Um, interacted very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel? Well, well, like... Ariel we were was, not impressed. Ariel's my favorite, but she, I don't know if she just was distracted when she got to our table. Yeah, I'm not sure what was going what on what was going there. on, because she, she kept, like, kind of wiping her nose, so I don't know if she was having, like, allergies, honestly. I don't know, I don't know what happened. But, um, <laughs> but, I mean, she still was able to take a photo. She just didn't talk much with us. It was kind of like, okay, let's take a photo. Okay, bye. Yeah, there um, wasn't a whole lot of interaction. Right, but the interaction with everyone else was superb. Um, I was very happy with the food, very happy with the experience. I really think 
you know, if you have kids and you want to do a character breakfast, this is a very good character breakfast. Uh, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really well done. Um, and we got out. I mean, and have it's a also, great kids menu. They do have a good good kids menu. Um, and also, we were kind of concerned too that you know, time wise, because we we're going straight from MegaCon from this breakfast. For like, mm-hmm. you know, how long is this going to last? We were there for like maybe an hour, maybe hour, hour and a half. Yeah, maybe. Um, so you know, it didn't take too long. Um, it was spaced out really well. How they let the characters come out, like it wasn't rushed or anything like that. It was get all that done, and then straight from there we went straight to MegaCon again. Yep. For day three. Back to Megacon. So, and the whole thing was, this whole weekend got flip-flopped <laughs> because Jessica had her um, Jason Momoa photo op. Yes, I did. And then Jason Momoa decided to change his schedule. So he was supposed to be there, what, Saturday all, and Saturday Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Then, and then just Saturday. And then just Saturday. And then, surprise, he was only going on Sunday. So we had already mm. planned everything else, like swapped to do everything on, like, Saturday was mm-hmm. the big Megathon day that we were going to do, and then we were going to do Disney on Sunday, and then we had to switch everything over. So, again, that's another thing that we were concerned about, is that we were doing this character breakfast, and then we had to get straight over to Megathon, because I had a photo op at 2. Right. And um, you had your photo op at 3. So I'm like, I was a little concerned that we weren't going to make it to the photo op, but we did. We made it. We made it. Um, so we got headed back over to Megathon. We were able to park closer to that day since right. it wasn't as crowded since it was Sunday. That lady let us in and then they closed it off, so our luck changed that day. Yeah. So we um, got over there, um, walked straight in. You know, thankfully with the whole having the press pass, we were able to get into the priority mm-hmm. line. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we walked in and I walked straight back into the photo op area because I was doing a dual photo op with um, Jody Benson and Christopher Daniel Barnes. And if you don't know who those are, those are that um, is the real Ariel and Prince Eric. So they are the voices of Ariel and Prince Eric from Little Mermaid. She was so excited. I I was oh my god. So I I held my composure though. I did not cry <laughs> when I met Jody Benson, um, but I was very nervous, shaking a little bit. Um, but oh my god, they're so nice. Like they took their time with everybody. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, photo ops are, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, you go in, you get no, like, FaceTime, really. No. Um, but they were very genuine, very nice, giving people hugs and everything. Um, so I was waiting in line, and when I got up there, um, you know, saying hello to, to Jody and Chris. And um, the people in front of me, I guess, I don't know if they weren't satisfied with their photo or what. Right. But they have it in this photo booth, anyway. They had it to wear... As soon as the guy would take the photo, it would show up on the screen next to him, so mm-hmm. he could make sure that you know no one blinked or type of thing like that. And I guess the girl noticed that, so she like immediately ran over to look at the TV screen and see if she liked the photo. And apparently, she did not. So I'm standing there in between Jody and Christopher, which is kind of like, eh, and like we're sitting there for like a good five minutes while this woman is trying to like talk to these people about getting a new photo done. And so Jody like looks at my shirt and she's like, "Oh, did you go to the Hollywood Bowl?" Live concert, and I said I did, and you know, I really enjoyed it, and um, y'all did an amazing job, and I cried like a little girl. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it," and then Christopher told me how he was actually there behind, or you know, he saw it too, and mm-hmm. everything. They were very nice, and you know, they made light of an awkward situation while I'm just standing there right. in between. <laughs> hey, but you got all that extra time with them, so that oh, was true. Cool. So we were just kind of hanging out, um, you know, took the photo, and you know, they 
uh, hugged me and yeah, thank you for coming. And I said, no, thank you for taking your time out for, um, you know, this photo right. op and everything. So best experience I could have asked for. Um, so then I left my photo op, um, got my picture and everything. Um, and then I went over to Susan Egan's line to meet her. Mm -hmm. um, since we had a little downtime before your time to line up for Jason Momoa. <sighs> so I went and lined up for Susan Egan. Um, stayed in line there for a little bit, and then you had to go line up eventually. Um, so I got to meet Susan. Talk about, she's so petite and so cute. Like, she is, like... She is a cute little she's thing. She's adorable. Like, her little bobbed haircut is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. So, Very well put together. Susan Egan, if you don't know who Susan, Susan Egan is, she is the voice of Meg from Hercules, or Megara. Um, she was also Megara. the... That's her official name. In her oh, place. see? I didn't know that. <clears throat> um... She was also the original Belle on Broadway when they opened Beating the Beast on Broadway. Oh, yeah, because she, she sang that song. Mm -hmm. But she also, uh, a lot of people don't know that she was doing Beating the Beast on Broadway while she was recording Hercules at the same time. Oh, so she was double dipping. Double princess duty. Um, and then also she is on this um, newer show called Steven Universe. I personally have never seen that show, but... Everyone was there dressed up I'm about for to it, say, though. it's apparently very popular. I think it's on Cartoon Network. Um, but they had a lot of cosplay from that. Um, and she also is doing what one day I would really love to go to this. Um, it started in New York with Laura Osmond's starting this, but they do a Broadway princess party. Oh. And they usually do it at, um, yeah, below, at below 54 in New York, um, at Studio 54. And it's all the, like, a lot of the times, it's a lot of the... Um, Actresses that have played princesses on Broadway that will come and do like a cabaret type, mm -hmm. show, type show. And apparently oh, they're cool. doing one in California now with Susan Egan and a few other people. So if you're ever in the area, look that up, check it out. But yeah, Susan Egan was, she was adorable, she was super nice. We chatted for a little bit while I was getting my autograph, took a picture with her at the table. Um, and she was chatting with me because she was like, did you expect Christopher Daniel Barnes to look like that? Because, like, if you look at Christopher Daniel Barnes, he looks like somebody from Sons of Anarchy. Right. With his beard and his hair. It's, everything. like, braided or something on yeah. the sides. Um, so he looks like a biker, but he is, like, the nicest guy on the planet. And she's like, that, you know, the first time I met him, that's not what I was expecting. Right. She's like, the, the nicest guy ever. I was like, oh, I know. And it's like, someone Can't judge a book by its cover. Right. And the funny thing was, someone had stopped me when they saw my photo in the line, and they thought that I took a picture with a guy from Sons of Anarchy. And I'm like, no, that's not him. That's Prince that's Eric. Prince Eric. Um... So we chatted for that a little bit, and then when I was taking my photo with her, and she came around the table, she saw my, I was wearing my Little Mermaid live at the Hollywood Bowl shirt, mm -hmm. um, and she was asking me about that as well, if I went. I was like, oh, yes, and I was like, because she did the pre-show with Brad Kane, who mm -hmm. is the singing voice of Aladdin, so they did the pre-show before the concert started, and I was telling her, I was like, oh, I was lucky enough to go the night that you did the pre-show, and she's like, oh my god, it was so much fun. I can't believe I got to sing with Brad Kane. I was fangirling the entire time that I was singing with Aladdin. <laughs> and so we were like sitting there like fangirling over, you know, the singing voice of Aladdin and all of it. It was good. It was really good. And she was like, oh, it was just such an amazing experience. I'm so glad that you got to go. And, you know, we took our photo. She gave me a hug and went about my day. But she was just so nice. So if Susan Egan is ever at a convention that you're at, go stop by and say hello. Really nice. Same thing with Christopher Daniel Barnes, because I went and got an autograph from him as well. So nice. I walked up, and he was like, hey, I remember you from the photo op. <laughs> so he is genuinely just the nicest dude ever. Um, you know, personalized the autograph for me from um, Little Mermaid, you know, with Eric on the ship. So 
I finally now have my Little Mermaid autograph and I have my Prince Eric autograph. Yay! So it was awesome. <clears throat> so and after that, Jessica went to go line up for. I was on my own at this point. She was on her own. I said, "I see too many people I over said, there." Spread your little wings, birdie, fly, <laughs> fly through MegaCon, <laughs> and I did not want to be waiting forever to see my soulmate, Jason Momoa. So <laughs> I said, people are already lining up. I'm going to go over there. Even though the guy had told me not to get there till 2.45. Mm-hmm. When I got there, there were like hundreds of people already Yeah, if you've never been up. to a convention, like what people like to do is they like to start forming lines before they actually can line up for things. Just a heads up, the crew does not like that. Nope. None of, the vol- not- none of the volunteers like that. I Just have a, One previous, of the volunteers was... Previous experience, though, from doing nice. that at Nerd HQ. All of the volunteers that I dealt with at MegaCon were very nice. I, I just had a run-in with the one. The I didn't one. say anything to yeah. her, but she was, like, when people were lining up, I think she was overwhelmed Probably. by how many people, and it is, like, it's a fire issue yeah. where they have it roped off red. People don't understand. You're not supposed to stand right. there. It's a fire issue you because there's have, no other way out. Right. You have to make it to where people can, there's a Get flow in of and traffic. Out. Right. And there was no flow because there were so many people. But I think it might have been, like, her first time or she just couldn't handle Mm -hmm. the stress and she wasn't very kind (laughs) to people. And I know there were a lot of people complaining about that. It's the last day at the convention. A lot of people were overwhelmed. Tired. That's that's the only day Jason Momoa was going to be there. So the crowd was crazy for his autographs and for his photo op. Right. Hardly anyone got an autograph because... Yeah. He wasn't there, you know, very long. But they lined us up. I was actually lucky enough to be in group one. So I went behind the VIPs. And we waited. And everybody kept saying, you know, it was my first experience. So I was just waiting. I didn't know what was happening. I just knew we were going to go in. It was going to be fast. Um, there was mm-hmm. commenting that usually they either come a little early or it's right on time. It's very rare that anyone for a photo op is late. And it was like 3.05, 3.10. And we were still waiting. We didn't know what was going on. There were people complaining, but I was just happy I was going to get to go at all. So we were waiting, and we look up, and he's standing in <laughs> front of the lines with his friend Mata, or Mata, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, which is like one of his buddies that he travels with everywhere, and they do a bunch of charity stuff together. Um, they do uh, Save the Water, oh, which good. is to clean that. up the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was there, and they're standing there, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is real life. But I thought, oh, he's just standing there going to say, we're going to get started, etc. No, he starts walking down my row, like high-fiving and saying hello to everybody. I was trying to get my camera out and I thought I hit record, but I didn't because I was squealing like a 12-year-old. Anyway, he touched my casted hand and I never want to wash it again. And he was like, hey, what's up? And he high-fived everybody and he went up and down every single row. And what I thought was really cool is I saw after he went back in, you know, to line up for the photos, all the people with children were kind of being pulled out of the line. And we didn't really know what was happening, but they made a whole other line. And he wanted everybody who had kids to get to go first. So I thought that was really cool. He is a really big family man. I know people know him from, you know, Call Drago in Game of Thrones and now Aquaman. But he's he does a lot of things... Other than that, he has his own filming uh, company called Pride of Gypsies. He actually produces Frontier, the show on Netflix. He is a big sponsor for um, Carhartt, 
like because he does rock climbing like it's like a huge hobby of his because he's from Hawaii um so he does a lot of things like that and like I said charities for a lot of like beach cleanups and save the ocean so there's a lot more that you know people don't really know Mm -hmm. so he loves children so he let all the kids go first which I thought was really cool um and then we went in and it was Michelle told me it's like really quick. You don't really get to say anything. It's kind of just in and out, in and out. And I was like, oh, surely we get like a minute. No, you don't. <laughs> I tried you don't. to prepare you. I had my speech prepared about how we were going to get married and how our life was going to be together. And uh, nope, it was, I got in there first of all, I was, star, I was starstruck. I was like, oh, hello. You don't really feel it <laughs> until you turn the corner and you see them. And I saw him standing there and I was like. This is it. And they have, like, this broken, frosted mirror to look at yourself in. For so last look to make sure that you look decent. You never know room. what you're going to look like. And, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I hated the way I looked in my photo. But I love it. Because I was hugging him all the way around. You could see I felt his abs. <laughs> and he had his hands on my shoulder. I was, like, he was very tall. Yeah. But I was very surprised that he was not as buff as I thought. He's in shape. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about the fact that he's in shape. But you see him as Khal Drago, and he's, like, huge. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, maybe he's shredding for the summer or whatever the case (laughs) because he does a lot of rock climbing and surfing. And maybe he just bulks up for different movies. They all do that. They go back and forth. But I was like, oh, my God. My arm is bigger than Jason Momoa's arm. (laughs) This is unacceptable. I kept telling Tony, if he can pick me up with one arm, I'm never coming home. After I saw him, I didn't even ask the question because I knew he was not going to be able to pick me up with one arm. Ma'am. Ma'am, no. I need to get out of here today. So, yeah, it was very quick. He was very nice. He was very genuine with everyone. There was no... It didn't look like he was just, oh, I have to be here. Like, he was very happy. seemed like he was thoroughly enjoying it. So then I got my picture. Michelle got me a little cover for it. Yeah, put her a little sleeve. I got the digital one, too. Yeah. Which was cool because the minute they scan your picture on the way out, you get an automatic email with the digital file. I think it was like $10 extra. Mm -hmm.